This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Painful projections. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. Out of work, but the bills are due. Contact your creditors. Work out something. Outbreak on a military ship. At this point in time, we're trying to make sure that we contain the virus. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan in Washington with the CBS World News Roundup. The projection from the White House is scary about the number of likely coronavirus deaths, even if we follow social distancing and stay-at-home directives. That means the pandemic death toll could end up being 60 times what it is now. Here's CBS News White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. No longer making comparisons to the seasonal flu. We're talking about reopening parts of the country by Easter. The president now acknowledges the grim projections. We lose more here potentially than you lose in world wars. A range of 100,000 to 240,000 deaths under the current social distancing guidelines. Dr. Anthony Fauci says he's hopeful that the projection is overly pessimistic, but he says it will only be so if people remain isolated. It's inconvenient from a societal standpoint, from an economic standpoint to go through this. But this is going to be the answer to our problems. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Washington. 900 virus deaths in the U.S. yesterday, a third of them in New York. CBS's Mola Lenghi is in New York City, where mobile tents and a Navy ship are just some of the symbols of the medical fight of a lifetime. The grim ritual of bodies moved into makeshift morgues is a stark reminder of COVID-19's toll on the nation's largest city. Family nurse practitioner Shelly Kelly came to New York from Tulsa, Oklahoma to volunteer. Ventilators are a crucial item in this response, and um, hospital systems here in New York City especially are overwhelmed. Nearly 400 Boston healthcare workers testing positive for COVID-19. Daniela Lamas is a critical care physician at Brigham and Women's Hospital, where more than 100 have been infected. By being healthcare workers, we're not actually able to do what's being recommended to the rest of the country, which is stay at home. Doctors and nurses all over the country are facing something they've never encountered before, and they fear for their own lives. Dr. Scott Samlin on Chicago's West Side started a GoFundMe page to raise money for protective equipment. I've been an ER doctor for 16 years. I've been through like SARS and the Ebola scare. This is the most scared I've ever been being an ER doctor. And it's not just because of me. It's because I have a wife and a two-year-old and a one-year-old at home. I don't want to expose them. 
So it's hard when I go home. I have to distance myself from my kids, sometimes my wife. With the traumas and the gunshots, I know it's okay. I leave it at work. But this I can't. Now to California, CBS's Anna Werner in Sacramento says there is concern, even though early social distancing may keep case numbers down. Statewide, nurses are protesting a serious shortage of protective gear. There aren't enough ventilators, and the governor worries about something harder to fix. I worry most, to be candid with you, about fatigue. I worry that people say, you know what, we got this. Let's have that birthday party and let's mix some of the extended cousins together. If we do that too soon, we're in trouble. You talked about a parachute. It's the equivalent to quite literally being in a parachute and cutting the cord before you land. It's the first of the month, and for millions of us, that means major bills are due. The rent, the mortgage, other payments too. CBS's Mark Strassman says for people who've suddenly been thrust out of work, there are decisions to be made. In Lithonia, Georgia, Stephanie Murray owes $500 in rent, but lost her administrative job two weeks ago. Can you pay it? No. What happens if you lose that apartment? We don't have a place to stay. Millions of Americans living paycheck to paycheck now face bills without one. Retail giants hemorrhage jobs this week. At least 26 states and the District of Columbia have imposed a temporary pause on evictions or foreclosures for some or all residents. I rely on the rent heavily to make it. Sherry Hearn owns a six-unit apartment building in Denver. Her tenants can't pay their rent, so she can't pay her mortgage. I'm in the same position they are. Of course I'm going to give them a break. There's a growing movement called Rent Strike. Don't pay it. We are not trying to go after the small landlords. who are Organizer Brennan Stoltz wants mortgages put on pause so landlords can help renters. We're asking for a three-month rent cancellation. Well, dozens of crew members are sick aboard an aircraft carrier docked in Guam. CBS's Cammie McCormick tells us there are calls for an evacuation. The captain of the USS Theodore Roosevelt says in a letter to Navy commanders that due to close quarters, sailors can't be isolated. The spread of the disease is ongoing and accelerating. The Marines are sending in additional medical personnel, and more testing kits are arriving. Cleaning the carrier, according to the Pacific Fleet Command, will be difficult. It has two nuclear reactors and aircraft still on board. The U.S. Coast Guard is telling cruise ships registered in the Bahamas to seek help there first, even if they're owned by Miami-based companies. It's advising ships with more than 50 aboard that they may be sequestered indefinitely. A pandemic's bad enough, and then the ground starts shaking. It happened north of Boise, Idaho, a magnitude 6.5 earthquake. It was likely felt by some 2 million people in the region. No word on major damage or casualties. Heading into what may be the worst days of this crisis, what is the story with face masks? Should we be wearing them? Do medical professionals have enough? Here's CBS's Dean Reynolds. Until now, masks were a way to block the sick from spreading the disease and as shields protecting medical professionals from catching it. The healthy have worn them randomly, if at all. CBS News Chief Medical Correspondent Dr. John LaPook. If there are enough surgical masks to go around, enough for the health professionals and enough for everybody else, it's reasonable for people to wear them as a way of having some partial protection. But some health officials say wearing a mask in public may give some people a false sense of security to forego other safety precautions. Dean Reynolds, CBS News, Chicago. Today's the day T-Mobile and Sprint are expected to close on their $26.5 billion merger. A group of 16 banks is said to be involved to get the deal done.
In Great Britain, the coronavirus threatens a $30 billion industry that brightens up a nation every spring. TV gardener Alan Titchmarsh says the pandemic hit at the worst possible time for British growers and garden centers just when they'd thrown all their capital into buying seasonal plants they now can't sell. It's heartbreaking listening to these growers who are going to be put out of business simply because they can't move their stock. He says it could take the industry years to recover, a loss to them and to the millions of Britons who live for their gardens. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. Well, today's April 1st, Census Day, the date on the calendar used to reference where a person lives for the once-in-a-decade count. Field operations for the census have been shut down till the middle of the month at least, meaning no door-to-door visits. People are encouraged to fill out the census online. It takes just a few minutes. That's the World News Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay, and and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See that that does that doesn't count. <laughs> sure, I responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.